Hola friends. So I talked previously about why you need to blog, why a business, anybody, brick and mortar store, online business probably needs a blog. I'm not going to say every single business in the whole world needs to blog because I do have some friends in business that genuinely they have enough clients. They don't really have room or space or time or desire for more clients. And so they don't really need a blog, but if you want to grow your business, blogging is a great way to do that. Do I think that blogging needs to be your only content strategy? The only thing you do? No, obviously I believe in podcasting. I've started a podcast, but in today's podcast, I'm going to walk you through mistakes people make blogging, wrong ways to blog, and how to use blogging as part of your overall content strategy and the elements that are necessary to have in a good blog. So get your pen and paper out. We're going to get right to the rat killing and I'm going to teach you how to blog the right way. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Dreams. I am Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, business growth coach, content strategist, barrel racer, worship leader, wrangler of tiny humans, and champion of your God-given dreams. If you are finally ready to feel confident, pursuing your God-given dreams, know Jesus more, and learn how to market and actually grow your business without losing your mind, then tell the dog to quit barking, grab a notepad and that third cup of coffee, and listen in for some shoot you straight, visionary, and practical tips to get you the breakthrough you've been looking for. Okay, first, in case you are new here, or in case you're like, what in the heck is this even faith? I'm going to tell you a little bit about what a blog is. So think of a blog as like an online article hosted on your site. So there's like no blog police. It's like, um, you cannot post that because it's not good enough. No blog police. It's your site. You can post whatever the heck you want, which, you know, has its ups, has its downs, whatever. Now, what are the wrong ways to blog? Because there are some very wrong ways to blog. Number one, to not do it at all. And I know people have a ton of different reasons why they don't want to blog. Like it's too time consuming. They don't know what to write about. They don't, they don't see the benefit of it. They just like, it's overwhelming the technology, blah, 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 blah. There's lots of reasons why people don't blog, but one of the biggest mistakes you can make in building your online business, I will beat this point into the ground. One of the biggest mistakes you can do in building your online business is to do your building on rented ground, your blog on your website that you pay dollars for and you own. That is where you need to be doing your building so that Google and all of those search engines find your site. If you don't know why you need a blog, go back and listen to, I think it's episode number five, about six reasons why you need a blog for your business. But one of the main mistakes people make is just not blogging at all. Okay. Now the number two mistake that I see people making cough, cough, stuff, gas, <laughs> And we've, oh my gosh, Steph totally said I had permission to share this with her. But if you guys are unfamiliar with Stephanie Gass, she is a podcaster, has built an amazing business podcasting and teaching people how to podcast. But she made this huge mistake with her blogs. And that's this is just posting your transcriptions of your podcasts as a blog. Now, she's not the only one who does this. 
So many people do this, right? Like, um, I think I've seen Amy Porterfield's blog and she does this as well. And in theory, the heart behind posting your transcript as a blog, the heart behind it is good because people are like, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it on the website and then people can read it. And it's good for quote, good for SEO because it's fresh content, right? Well, not so much. Like, I don't know about y'all. I'm a reader. I like to read. I enjoy reading. Like I get the C.S. Lewis quote where he says, there's not a book long enough or a cup of tea big enough to suit me. Like I love reading, but to sit down and read a transcription of somebody talking like is painful. Like I'd rather just like beat my head into a wall. Like nobody wants to read your blog transcription. Nobody, nobody. It's not helpful. It's a waste of their time. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your money. It's a waste of all of the things like one of the main, main, main ways to blog incorrectly to benefit your business is to post your transcriptions as a blog. Sorry. I know I just ruined so many people's lives, but the only benefit, the only benefit to posting your transcription as a blog, like just straight up putting the transcription and calling it a blog is that Google is going to see that you have published fresh content. It is not going to be SEO rich content. It's not going to get you much traffic, if any at all, because you haven't utilized good SEO strategies. You haven't utilized good keyword strategies. You don't have good HTML markup, all of those things that are necessary to get traffic to your website. But please, 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 please do not post your transcription to a blog and think that you're doing, doing a service for your business. Okay. The number three way to blog wrong is to tell your life story. Like, okay, 10, 15 years ago, people were creating blogs and literally just posting life updates, right? Like that's cool. But the only people who are going to read that blog is your mama and your aunties. Like nobody's reading that except your best friend and your mom and your family, which is cool if you just want to have a blog for those purposes. But if you want to have a blog to build your business and you should, if you have a business blog strategically, you don't need to tell your life story. Like everything that you post needs to be about your customer. Now, should you use stories? Should you use illustrations? Should you share parts of your story? Should you be relatable? Yes. All of those things are necessary to good communication and good content. But, but don't write blogs about your daily life without a point and then be frustrated why nobody's reading your blogs and you're not getting a bunch of affiliate link marketing hits and you're not making money with your blog because your life story, precious though it is, and I don't mean that sarcastically, your life story, precious as it is, is not really meeting the consumer's needs. So they're not really going to purchase and affiliate marketing companies aren't really going to want to put stuff on your site because nobody's coming. Okay. Okay. The number four mistake that people make when they're blogging is this to write boring blogs. Now I have a minor in English. I have always been, I don't know if fascinated is the right word, but like I've always enjoyed the proper use of the English language and well-written things and well-spoken people. I've always enjoyed that. However, blogging is a different ball game than your English 101 comm class 
in college. Now I love, loved my English professors in college, like love, love, loved. Shout out to you, Dr. Richter, if you're listening. However, I would be remiss if I thought that I needed the same language, the same structure for a, you know, graduate level English class or graduate level English paper for a blog. Like the average reader reads it like, I think it's like a sixth grade level. The average person is not going to read at the level that my little English minor heart maybe wants to write. Secondly, most people skim blogs. So don't be writing a boring blog, y'all. Don't, do not, do not write a boring blog. Yes, I understand that some subjects are more, are more technical, right? Like I'm not gonna read, you know, a health article on natural remedies for, I don't know, toe fungus and, and be like expecting lots of jokes in there. I'm gonna expect that to be more straight to the point, a little more dry, but... I still am not necessarily expecting that blog to read like a medical journal, right? Like if I want to read a medical journal, I'm going to go read the medical journal. If I'm looking at a, for a blog, I'm looking for something at least somewhat entertaining with some anecdotal evidence and, you know, an easy to read format. Okay. So number four mistake people make is to write boring blogs. Please, please, please don't write boring blogs. The number five mistake that people make when writing blogs is this writing only salesy blogs. Now, if we have been pals either on Instagram or you've read my, my own blogs for a while, you know that I'm a firm believer that a content strategy as a whole needs to encompass more than just what you sell. Because now more than ever, people want to connect with people. Now, don't go telling your life story on every single post. Don't go do that. Don't do it. But you do need to write content around more than just buy my thing. You can and you should answer questions that are peripheral to the thing that you're selling, but do not let every piece of content that comes out of your business be salesy. All of your blogs cannot be salesy. Yes, they should all be like pointing to or linking to things and saying, hey, if this helped you, then this program will help you. Hey, if this helped you, then this, you know, this coaching call will help you. That's fine. But like, don't make every blog a sales pitch, please, 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 please. Because one, Nobody wants to sit there and read that and be sold to. And two, if people are reading your blog, they need value add. They don't just need to be sold to. Okay? Okay. Now let's talk about using a blog as part of your overall content strategy. So one, you cannot just like write a blog, never promote it and hope that the Google gnomes are just going to find you, right? Like you have to actually promote your blog on your, your email list, your social media content, social media content, social media channels, and Pinterest. You can't just like sit there and forget it. Like it's not going to get the traffic that you want it to get. So know that. And then if podcasting is your main form of long form content, you can and should repurpose that into a blog too. Not just a transcript, please, for the love of all things holy. Don't just use a transcript and put it up on your blog and think that you're doing your business and your digital marketing plan due diligence. No, if podcasting is your main form of long form content, you need to take that podcast outline and turn it into a blog. Okay. It doesn't have to be a five hour process. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. It doesn't have to be like this, you know, epically written article that moves everybody to tears. No, it just needs to be a basic outline short 
five paragraph quote essay like you had to write back in school that's easy to read, easy to skim, that's going to tell people, hey, this podcast is worth listening to or answer some of their pressing questions, okay? Now, using a blog as part of your, as part of your overall content strategy means that you're going to do the work upfront with a blog to create a high value, long form piece of content that then you can repurpose multiple different ways. Y'all, if you are not repurposing your blogs, you are working too hard and not smart enough. Each and every single blog can be and should be repurposed at least five different ways, if not 10. Some blogs, I can get 15 pieces of content out of y'all. It is, it is no joke. Like a strategically written blog that is then strategically repurposed can work for your business again and again and again and again. And then the last thing I want you to consider when using a blogging as part of your overall content strategy is this. Think of it as building a house on ground that you own instead of rented space. Listen, it is not as shiny as Instagram. You're not going to get as many likes or follows right away, but you don't own Instagram. You don't own TikTok. You don't own Facebook. You only own your email list and your website. So you are building a house on ground that you own instead of rented space. And it's going to take a little longer, but ultimately You'd rather own that and have something that's well-built and built to last than have like a big shiny Instagram account that disappears overnight because you're not posting trending content or whatever it is. Now, what elements are necessary to have a good blog? Number one, say one stinking thing. Please do not try to tell people how to do all of the things for all of their problems in one blog post. Like it just won't work, right? Like nobody's going to read a 10,000 word blog post ain't happening. You need to keep, keep it short, keep it relevant, keep it rich, keep it highly valuable. I actually have a content planning template that I will give y'all just go to my website on the freebies page and it'll help you plan out your each piece of content, each podcast, each blog, each YouTube video, if that's your thing, so that you're not just going all over the place. I had an English teacher um, in college. And she gave me this piece of advice that I have hung on to. And she said, faith, one of my teachers told me this, say one freaking thing, but I don't like that word. So I say, say one stinking thing, say one, one stinking thing, each piece of content that you create, Instagram post, podcast, blog, YouTube video, letter, email, every piece of content that you create needs to have one point. If people could only walk away from reading or consuming this piece of content and reiterate what this was about, they need to be able to summarize what you said in one sentence. And if you can summarize what you said in one sentence very clearly, and you can have that in the back of your mind as you're creating that content, then they will more likely be able to summarize what you said, remember what you said and come back to you because you created a high value piece of content and added value to their lives. Okay. Okay. Now, number two thing that is necessary for having a good blog is keywords, keywords that are strategically used throughout your blog without keyword stuffing. Now, 
keywords are a whole thing. Like that's a whole nother thing that we're going to talk about, but it's really easy to do like dip your toe into keyword research and see that a certain keyword or long tail keyword, which is just a phrase, a keyword phrase. It's really easy to see like, oh my gosh, this thing has 400,000 searches each month. I should use that word. Well, yes and no, that's not necessarily a good keyword for your business. Again, this is something that I could help you with personally more one in a one-on-one coaching call. If that's something that you're like, I need help with the keywords, please hop on my website and book a coaching call. Coaching spots are very limited, but the second element that that is necessary to having a good blog that is actually going to help your business is keywords used strategically without keyword stuffing. The third thing that is necessary is an introduction. You need to tell the people what you're going to tell them before they decide to spend their precious time because everybody's time is precious reading the thing that you just created. Okay. You need to have number four, you need to have main points. Don't just babble on and on and on forever. Like get to the rat killing, tell the people what you're going to tell them, then tell them that support that and move on. Let them get on about their dang day. Okay. And then number five, which is one I personally honestly struggle with is a conclusion. You need to tell the people what you told them, remind them of your main point. If you have to revert back to high school English class days, where you're like writing out a thesis statement for each podcast or each blog or each YouTube video or whatever, like then do it because you need to be able to tell them what you're going to tell them and tell them what you told them in a clear, concise way. Okay. The sixth element of a good blog is this. You need to have some external links. This is purely, well, not purely for SEO purposes, but mainly for SEO purposes. When you're writing content, you need to quote, prove that you have some authority to speak on the subject. And sometimes that looks like linking to outside research. Sometimes it looks like linking to outside support, outside recommendations, whatever, but SEO Google likes it much better when you have some external links in each blog post. Okay. The number seven thing is internal links. Now, when you get to creating content and you have a ton of blogs or a ton of, um, podcasts, you're going to find that there are several topics that are interconnected, right? Like we as humans need to hear things multiple times before we fully grasp them. And I'm sure that that number, whatever that number is, is only going up the more and more media we consume because we're just inundated with information. So as you create content, you're going to find like, oh, like this topic would also be helpful for somebody. Oh, this idea would also be helpful. Oh, this freebie. Oh, this paid thing would be helpful. And you need to link those things accordingly. Make it easy for your reader to find the next step to take. And sometimes the next step to take is just reading the next blog or listening to the next podcast or watching the next video, but you need to make it easy for them. So think about the customer journey, think about where they're at and think about what pieces of content you would like to be getting more eyeballs on and link those internally, uh, strategically throughout your blog. Okay. And the eighth thing that a good blog needs to have is graphics. Why? Well, one, we're all visual creatures somebody is sitting down to read your blog, please make it visually interesting for them. Now, this does not mean that you need to be a graphic designer, nor does it mean that you need to spend hours upon hours upon hours curating perfect photos or perfect graphics. Nope. I've got a process for that. It takes like hardly any time at all. When you use Canva and repurpose enough templates and a good branding package, like all of the things help make it so much easier, but you do need to have some graphics to make 
your blog more visibly pleasant for your reader. Okay, and the ninth and final thing that every good blog needs to have are Pinterest pins and or some photos. So if y'all don't know this by now, Pinterest is a search engine. It's not a social media platform. People go to Pinterest to find solutions for things. They do not go to Pinterest to be entertained necessarily like they go to Instagram or Facebook to be entertained. If Pinterest is not part of your overall marketing strategy, you're doing it wrong. And I'm a firm believer in Pinterest. I'm going to teach more about Pinterest, probably have some guest experts about Pinterest because I do firmly believe that it's a great way to utilize and repurpose content. However, your blog post needs to have your Pinterest pins on it. Okay. And then they're there. People can pin that. You can encourage people to pin that. And the traffic from Pinterest is more organic that way. So, yep. Okay. Yep. There, there we go. There's the mistakes that people make blogging, how to use blogging as part of your overall content strategy and what elements are necessary to have a good blog. I know that this was a very content heavy podcast, but I wanted to make sure that you had all these elements so you could get started. And I will absolutely go into more depth in further podcasts. And if you are like raising your hand over there, like faith, please help me with the things, make sure to book a coaching call, make sure to book a content strategy coaching call and let's get your blog podcast, whatever your main form of long form content is. Let's get that hashed out and planned out for you for the next three to six months because I'll help you come up with a brilliant content strategy specific for you, you, your business and your industry and what you need to create for that so that you can actually start moving the needle forward on your business and your content and reach goals and all of those things. Spots are genuinely limited. I'm a work at home mom with some clients and some other things that I'm building. So I can only take so many coaching calls a week. So if you're even thinking about doing it, just get on my website and book that call. Like you will come away with so much value. So I pray that that blesses y'all and helps you to further fulfill the God-given dreams and to grow the businesses that God has put on your heart. Um, Lord, I just pray for wisdom, for insight and strategic knowledge, strategic ideas from heaven for them as they start to create high value content for their audience, Lord, to serve their people and to serve you and glorify you with their gifts in Jesus mighty name. Thank you so much for listening in today. It means the world that you tuned in. Hopefully this episode inspired you, challenged you and left you feeling like you really can do the thing that God has called you to do. Even if you need a nap first, if it did, can I ask you a couple favors? Would you please subscribe so you don't miss a thing? Share this episode with a friend and take 30 seconds and go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it bless my socks off to know that this is helping you, but it will help spread this message to more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs. Connect with me over on Instagram at Faith Hannon and find out about all the things, courses, coaching, and copywriting at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.